0: <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something that J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: What's up, Out of Bounds Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Out of Bound Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Harrison. Today I want to bring a special NFL draft preview show. Today, Chris Kelly. The popular podcast Culture Marauders will be coming to join me today. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about this Draymond Green interview with Uninterrupted. So, we have a really packed show, a lot to get to. So, let's get to it. So, welcome back to the out of Bounds Sports Podcast. I have here Curtis Kelly back on the show again. What's up, Curtis?
0: Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? Your boy Kell's back again from the Culture Marauders, repping
1: big. So, man, I really wanted to get you on the show and kind of discuss about this upcoming NFL draft that's coming up and also um, a topic that uh, is coming out the NBA after the the new documentary that everyone watched this past weekend, um, I did uh, catch your show about it, and I really enjoyed some of your uh, takeaways from it. I wish I would have been able to uh, come on there and kind of talk to you about it a little bit, <laughs> man, because you had some, some comments on there that I didn't really agree with on there. <laughs> but I did but I did uh, uh, overall uh, like the show and how you put it together. It was really uh, good, and, and I really liked some of the points that you made about it.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I was hoping that you had a jumped on because uh, I had a I had a question and answer session out there, and then you know there's a few people. A couple people made a couple comments, but I was looking for you in particular to to jump on. But that's all right. We can we can we can uh, look for that after episodes three and four on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I saw that uh, you had tagged me on um, Instagram, and I saw that that tag on there, but I didn't actually get the. Um, the notification that your show was out until it was done already until late that night when I had um, told you that I was watching or listening to it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's all right, man. Like I said, there's, they got what five, five more or four more uh, nights to do it, so I'm sure we're gonna get in some deep conversation. That was only round one, so there, there's gonna be more to come.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely can't wait. Um, the first topic
0: that. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up Thursday night, man. It's, it's it's come quick. Like I guess with everything else going on, and then or the lack of stuff going on you look up and like before you know it, it's like man it's here so and unfortunately it's not a lot of buzz around it because if if you caught the WNBA draft it was all virtual right so it kind of puts a damper on the whole uh you know pomp and circumstance and and glamour of the night and the event and these guys are going to have to do it uh, virtually just like the WNBA ladies so yeah yeah it's, it's here
1: so from, I, I I do want to touch on that a bit, just a little bit, about the format, the new format in virtual. Have you uh, gotten a chance to kind of see the WNBA and how they did theirs and how the National Football League is going to incorporate theirs to kind of mimic that one?
0: Uh, I saw a little bit. I saw uh, Sabrina INSQ. I saw her with her family in their living room, and basically everybody has, like, you know, the, the little setups, and, and um, I, I actually caught a commercial for the draft, and um, I think the NFL is actually sending out like uh, media kits, like audio stuff, like that. So they got like the best uh, quality audio recording and recording and Zoom features if they don't have it, just so there's no breakdown. And um, from what I heard, the commissioner is doing it from his house or a basement or some dungeon or some shit. I don't know, but it's um it's it's gonna be like that. I guess they're they're gonna do their best to kind of mimic the WNBA uh, format. And um, you know, and go from there. But the WNBA product looked good, uh, from what I saw. There wasn't a lot of hiccups. And then again, I didn't watch the entire thing. I just caught like the first couple, and then the uh, the honorary draft picks from, um, you know, for Kobe's daughter and the other young ladies that passed. And um, that, that's that's all I got from there. Before I see it, it looks like it's gonna be dope.
1: Yeah, it, and I know for sure. Like, if anybody can pull this off and make it a great um, draft. You know, despite the different provisions and what we're you know having to adjust to, I know that the the, the NFL can possibly you know pull this thing off.
0: Oh man, if, if there isn't an organization out there that can't, I mean, I think the the NFL would be the one that could definitely do it. them in the NBA. They're usually on the uh, forefront of uh, you know of new technology, getting things kind of squared away and uh, you know giving you a good product. There's a lot of money invested in this. A lot of uh, still sponsors still out there, so. They're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, <laughs> drop the ball, you know, on this one, and um, you know, give us a crappy product. So they've had plenty of time to get it together. So I'd be really surprised if they bumbled this up.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to see. You know, like I never watched the later rounds. I mean, because you know, like a, a lot of uh, hidden gems are, are found in the later rounds. You know, I'm not going to go through all the list of you know different you know people that have come out of later rounds and you know became great athletes, but. Um, that's for like general managers and you know people that are really into um, you know drafting and critiquing uh, draft picks and things like that. So I kind of look at the first round because I really don't follow college football like that. Um, I'm more of an NFL guy. I mean, a lot of people like watching college football because they can see how the athlete blossom from um, the amateur sport all the way until they get to their pro sport and how they excel and you know track it from there. Like I have a cousin that can, you know, go back and tell you exactly what college, what they average and things like that. Like he's into that and he's on the show, you know, here and there. Uh But with um, the, for me, I look at the first round, look at the first, you know, the the buzz around the athlete and see exactly, um, you know, what team that they possibly going to go to, you know, how they're going to fit with the the current team and structure. So I want to begin with um, my team first. And then we can kind of get your take on your team and, you know, what they need. Are, are you kind of uh, into the NFL like that?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Colts fan, man. and oh, okay. I've been, been one for a while. So, um, yeah, man, I've, I've been looking. And we we got some holes in a couple of places. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, so I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. So we're going to have the, the 17th. Interview's
0: over, man. Interview's over. We got nothing else to talk about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really, man? <laughs> Do we ever agree on anything? Hey,
0: we agreed on this until you told me you just like the hat,
1: so I just like I mean. the hat, man. I just like the hat. They got <laughs> my I have my name on this, specially made it, so it has my name on the back of it. I like the color and I have some shoes to match it. Okay. Um, so that's the reason about the hat. But yeah, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, so we have the 17th pick. And it was um it was might have been a rumor, but they was uh talking to, you know, another quarterback to kinda of have like a insurance policy on Dak Prescott because, you know, communication has been broken down. He's not going to be able to go through that virtual uh, walkthrough or or something like that that came out that he's not going to be participating in, which is not mandatory, but with a new coach and a new system, you kind of want your quarterback to be involved with everything that, you know, they got going on, especially them rolling out this brand-new system. We know that they retain Kellen Moore. And he's going to have some familiarity there with Kellen Moore, but you got a brand new coach, coaching staff, new system and things like that, new philosophies and things like that. And then you don't have the, the quarterback. So you almost want to think that, you know, we do have some defense, defensive deficiencies, but we do possibly, you know, in the first round, go ahead and, you know, take a gamble and try to see if we can find the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts' names came up.
0: Shoo. I don't know, man. Um, I, I think the Cowboys messed up by not taking care of Dak over Amari. Um we could be asking the same question. Y'all could easily go into the draft and find a receiver. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's hard to find a quarterback, not only a quarterback to come in and, and you know, take the reins right away and, and blossom and, and run with it like Dak did, but also one that, that will command the respect. Yeah, I mean, aside from the, the hiccup he just had last week with the house party. But, I mean, that's the only negative thing I could see, and it wasn't even really that big of a deal. But you look at Zeke. Zeke was partying and goofing off and all that stuff, man, and, and doing all kinds of dumb stuff. He held out. They gave him his money. And then, you know, and Dak, Dak he hasn't held out yet, but this dude has been a model a model player for y'all, man, and, and, and it has been consistent, the good face of the franchise, and y'all want to play games with him. And if he leaves, he leaves. But it's just, man, y- y'all, y'all, you talking about drafting a quarterback when that should be the last position y'all should be talking about drafting for. You know, so yeah, man. Um, Jalen Hurts, he got ran out of Alabama. He got to Oklahoma and, and looked good, but I don't see him. I definitely don't see him as a as a first or second round pickup. I see. I say you could go get him maybe third, or fourth round.
1: With that being said, I look at him and I think about his intangibles. I'm not really looking at his, um, you know, his play because his play um, it, it wasn't that bad. Even what what he did in Oklahoma versus, you know, because even in Alabama he was still a standout. But they 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 wasn't going to keep him over tour, you know. We already know that. But I was looking at his leadership skills, the way he, you know, speaks, the way he carries himself, and things like that. It reminds me a lot of that. Okay. So So, Go ahead
0: uh, That's fine and all But what are you producing on the field Right so I mean Lincoln Riley man he's somewhat of a a Quarterback whisperer you know he came out with Baker he came out with Kyler and now he's got Jalen I mean The first two Baker man he's okay Kyler looks like He's going to be legit but they're very Both of them are pretty small quarterbacks right so They go over they overachieve a little bit But with Jalen I don't know, man. It's just something about this dude. I don't think he's ready to be thrown straight into the fire. I don't think he'll flourish like that. Uh, I could be wrong. You know, what do I know? I'm just a guy, you know, doing my own podcast and appearing on other stuff and just throwing out my opinion. But if if you're asking me, I just don't think that he's ready to step in and start. Not on that scale. Not on the Cowboys to meet those Cowboys expectations. Because you come into Dallas, the expectation is to start winning right away. They don't have a lot of time to sit there and mess around and wait for you to get comfortable and all that stuff. And that's why Romo got out of there. He, he still probably could have played another year or two in Dallas, but Dak came in there and started doing things and moving the ball the way Tony couldn't move the ball. And that's why Dak or Tony got out of there and they were rolling with, with a young, fresh quarterback with a new direction. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you're going to get that much of an upgrade with Jalen right away. You're going to take a couple steps back because it's still going to be the NFL learning curve. And that, that's what's going to hurt y'all, you know, right there from the jump.
1: My my reason why I tossed Jalen out there it wouldn't be to throw him in the fire um, right off. Because if you think about it, I, I can't even tell you anything about the backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, that we have currently right now. Like, I can't tell you any. Cooper Rush.
0: <laughs> that's the, I didn't even know who y'all had a backup quarterback. I thought that was the only one on it. Wow. They Cooper.
1: have to have – yeah. So <laughs> – I mean, it's it's nothing wrong with having an insurance policy. I mean, if that went down or if anything happened or whatever, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt to, to draft Jalen.
0: So, I mean, you got a lot of cats out there if you're looking. So, y'all don't have to draft for need, man, because you already lost your center, you know, and your, your defense is getting older. You're going to definitely have to draft for that. I wouldn't – if I was Dallas – if I was looking for a, a quarterback – I would look later on, later on in the draft, man, and and you know get you something there. But address those other key spots, man, because if, if your O line is breaking down, some your, your QB is done. Take it from a Colts fan, your QB is going to be done if your O line is not is not up and you know up uh,
1: able to keep. The Colts up. have a great offensive line. What are you talking about? Now they do,
0: but <laughs> came up to how many hits and how many you know how many sacks up until that point where it was finally addressed.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they, that right there is the reason why y'all probably lost uh, Andrew Luck.
0: It's the exact reason why we lost Andrew Luck, man. They weren't trying to build around him. They The old the old um, GM we had, Grigson, man, that dude screwed up everything and got Andrew Luck hurt. And then by the time we finally got Chris Ballard in there, who was being smart and deliberate with his moves, Andrew Luck had taken such a beat, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm out, man. My body can't take it.
1: So as a Colts fan... And seeing the impact of what um, Andrew Luck left, how did you feel about him uh, retiring as abruptly as he did?
0: So I'll tell you the story, man. We had my, I got some buddies, man. I got a fantasy football league and I had everybody come out. They all, we usually meet up in a different place and do our draft and just party for a couple of days and have a good time. So. Um, I went out to Vegas for the last one. This this past year, they came out to Tampa, out to me. We rented a house, had a good time, all that stuff. So we had our draft, and uh, one of my homeboys drafted Lamar Miller for, uh, for a running back. And remember, he got hurt in the preseason. Right. And that night, like right after the game, he got hurt. And somebody was like, oh, snap, Lamar Miller got hurt. And the dude was pissed. And then we were sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, somebody showed me something that said, Andrew Luck's retiring. I'm like, hey, shut up. This ain't real. And sure enough, I didn't draft him, but I was like, everybody just looked at me, start patting me on the back, giving me the the pity pats on the back, like, oh man, it's all right. And it just ruined my whole night, man. I was I was just destroyed because we were we were on our way to coming back. We finally had the line. We finally had the running game. You know, he was making miracle. He made he made Eric Ebron look like look like a stud. And that dude has like frying pan hands, man. He can't catch nothing. So he was. He was he made the team better. And Jacoby Brissett was a perfect backup just in case. You know, you gotta give Andrew a little bit of a break. Cool. Jacoby step in, let's rock. But for for us to lose him, lose him in August, that's what pissed it pissed me off, man. It's like I, I understand your body's breaking down. But you knew your body was breaking down back in like February, March. You could have gave these cats a more of a little bit more of a heads up.
1: Right before, so the, way, game. The, right before yeah. the game. Right before the game.
0: And, and, and pre-planned a little bit better, man. So that way they could have went after a quarterback. They could have went and got somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Or made those moves to get somebody else. And from you know uh, Jim Irsay, let him keep the money. Yeah,
1: that and was let, that. That was the next thing I was gonna say. That was great. That was um. You know, that was you. Don't, you never know. Like
0: <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's it's like uh, I I can't be mad because everything your body your body is taking a beating up until this point. So. Right. Why take the money from you? When you paid your dues, man, you went out there, you played hurt, lacerated kidney or spleen or whatever it was, all these things, you put your body through hell, and then we're going to take money from you too. So it was a classy move on the the, the behalf of the organization, but I I just think Andrew could have did it a lot differently, a lot better, man. That's coming from a Colts fan, so.
1: Curtis, I want to provide the listeners a little context behind this injury about what I heard about it. They – reference this injury that he had to someone in a car crash.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And that's equivalent, man. Like, if, if you look at a football player's body, right, and this is just from what I've read, every collision is is almost like a, a small car crash, right? So you're basically running into somebody. And then, you know, some of those, those other – whatever's on the other end could be significantly bigger than a, a smaller running back, you know, like a running back running into a wall. You got – 300-something-pound individuals with world-class speed for 40 yards, world-class speed, and you get that size, that speed, that power running straight at somebody. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it is, it's and his body was destroyed. And you look at all these cats, man, with the, the CTE injuries and, and concussions and stuff, and it is repeated trauma to the head and, and your body just taking a beating. and it, it's the an equivalent of you playing after being in a car accident. I mean, no other way to put it.
1: Yeah, and and like to be a Colts fan and see that I can tell like how you feel like you haven't gotten over that just yet. <laughs> you still still trying to get over that. <laughs> but you know Cam is out there. Why they you know Cam Newton? You don't want that. Well, you know Chris Ballard said he goes. You know we need somebody that's gonna fit
0: fit in the locker room. That's gonna be a locker room guy. Cam isn't that guy. Um, I, I I thought about Cam. I thought I really wanted Teddy Bridgewater. That's who I wanted. Right, but yeah. Carolina, Carolina got to him real quick, and Cam is still floating out there. Um, James,
1: so uh, Jameis is
0: floating out there, and it's like they're not—they're not good locker room guys, man. Cam is a prima donna, and 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 James is is an idiot, man. And it's just—they're not good locker room guys. Philip Rivers, I mean, he's—I guess he's the best we can get right now until we you know start losing for Lawrence. <laughs> you know, if that's the backup plan, I'm already starting to lose for Lawrence campaign. And we can
1: go ahead and get Trevor Lawrence, but... Um, they just got Philip a lot of money.
0: God, man, but it's only for a year. So, it does yeah. it, it, it gives uh, It gives Jacoby a little bit more time to set behind, you know, another pro, a season pro. And, you know, they, I think they're going to give him another crack at it once, you know, he sets behind. Because I don't think they're going to do him like that. Because all they do, if they release him, you know exactly where he's going. He's going right back to New England. And then it's going to be a problem all over again. So... Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not mad. I'm. I'm over it. I'm just ready for us to find that next person to to get us over the hump. That's because
1: it, it's almost seemed like Philip Rizzo, Philip Rivers was a band aid uh, fix for this situation. Wait,
0: because you're
1: holding. Go ahead. Because of the talent that they have, they need. Um. You know, I I look at it like this. If you think about a a, a gun, you have um. You know, bullets in this gun. And you know how fast a, a gun is, or whatever. And y'all have some really good, you know, receivers. Like you alluded to, like you have some, you know, de- you you need a, a trigger. And if you don't have that trigger back there to get that ball to those receivers or whatever, that don't mean that, that is not going to mean anything. Like that that office is not going to go without a good signal caller.
0: If, if you know you get Philip, time man, he can carve you up. And and they had a little bit better of a running game, a little bit more dynamic. But I think the only thing that was, they were able to bring him in for was his relationship with uh, Frank Reich. And um, I think their offensive coordinator; they have a little bit of familiarity with each other, and um, that's why they brought him in. He's he's a fit, and they said coming in, he already knew a good chunk of the playbook coming in. So it's a little bit of a a comforting um, comforting idea, you know, from at least from me as being a Colts fan. But I think where we really need help um, is the linebacker position and our secondary. Teams are able to put up points, like, pretty pretty easily on us. Like, I went to the uh, the Bucks and Colts game, and we were running those cats. And then all of a sudden, man, Jameis got to work, start hitting Mike Evans, start hitting Chris Goblin. Damn, um, Rashad Perryman was putting up. Yeah, I think that cat had, like, two touchdowns, man. And, and they came back and beat us. Jameis put up, like, a record day on us, man.
1: And it was just – I remember that. Up. I remember that. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Because I, I had Jameis um, – in my fantasy draft, even though, like, I kept you know wrestling with the decision to keep putting him in because you don't know what you're going to get out of James. He could, have, you know, th- threw four touchdowns, or threw a bunch of picks. You don't never know what he was going to do.
0: <laughs> Her pick was in the head Darius Leonard who ran it back, and I'm like, yes, I'm in the crowd. You know, with man, we trying to drown out the Bucks fans and stuff. And but after that, man, it's like I think he threw another one, and then he started figuring it out. He got hurt, and he came back, and it was just, he was off and running,
1: man. Just yeah. I want to say that was his biggest game.
0: It was. It was. Yeah. And they they posted on the uh, scoreboard that he had just set some kind of record.
1: Um, yeah, I was day. happy that day because I was like, I finally took a gamble on him and it paid off because every quarterback that I had on there, it was been a dud. I forgot the other three quarterbacks I had. I had like three quarterbacks. And I said, let me just try to put James in there because I I don't I know about the uh, the coach secondary. They seem like they kind of shaky back there. So I was like. <laughs> I
0: just read- well, they talking about taking um, they taking um calls on Malik Hooker, right? Yeah. Now. So, you know, it's just I don't know. And, and Malik Hooker is good, but he hasn't been healthy. I don't really you know, have so an
1: edge rusher either.
0: We we don't, man. And it's just I think we had Justin Houston, but you know he's getting up there. You know, I would love, I would love for us to get Jadavion Clowney. You put him on the other end, you got you got Darius Leonard in the middle, and Justin Houston up.
1: Hey, like, but he asked him for way too much. He, he needed to, need to humble himself a little bit.
0: Is he a locker room guy that we need? So You
1: know, know, he liked that he be getting penalties and stuff like that too. Like yeah. crazy, stupid stuff.
0: Stupid penalties. He doesn't have discipline on the line. But yeah. when he's good, he is fantastic. And it's like, eh, I I don't think we're gonna we're gonna pay him the money. I think he might just wind up staying in Seattle, which he probably should
1: do. Um yeah, he, he, I would, like, for his situation, I would definitely, because I, I don't think nobody's going to pay that So I think he came down off of a little bit, but it was going north of $18 million per per year.
0: Yeah. And I don't paid, think. We paid DeForest Buckner. Um, that's what we got, DeForest Buckner. We paid him, I want to say it was like 16 17 I think it was quite a bit, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. And but, if you get uh, paid
1: that, and you're like, I need to know who you are. Like, you need to be center wreaking havoc on quarterbacks, man. Getting to that that, that quarterback and being disruptive. Exactly. Like, I don't need to hear anything about no drop off or anything like that. You know, you need to be creating extra possession for the offense and everything. Yeah,
0: and and if you look at the Super Bowl, it was the Force Buckner and Nick Bosa. They were they were the ones that were they were they were flying the all over
1: the, You know, like yeah, they were over right. my TV, man.
0: Yep, and, and and that's and I'm glad we was able to poach him off the Niners. So I mean, I'm ready to see him get to work. But like I said, our linebacker and, and our secondary—that's what we need to address. And maybe maybe go out and get another receiver because I think Paris Campbell's nice. Um, I think if we could get Lamb, Judy would be gone. Judy and Lamb would be gone. But if we can get somebody like like um, T, it was a T Higgins, yeah, out of it. If we can get him, that's a that's a big score. But we traded out of the 13th pick to the Niners to get Butler. So I mean, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be whatever scraps we got out there. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll just be glad that football season starts. I, I got season tickets to the Bucks, so I, I'm just waiting for <laughs> waiting for the
1: games to start, man. So that's that's all I'm, I'm I'm really really looking forward to. Y'all need to keep Tom Brady out of y'all parks, man.
0: <laughs> Tom out there getting
1: the word, man. Let that man
0: live. Let Tom get out there and get ready, man. Hey, but they gave him a ticket, man. Don't care who you are. <laughs> did they get, well, did they give him a ticket? I, yeah,
1: I, they gave him a ticket, man. They cited him for that.
0: Oh, man. I, you know, you, you're staying at Derek Jeter's house, and where he lives, man, it's dope. It's, like, super nice. But why and, you you uh, out there in the park, then? <laughs> exactly, man. You could be in the street or something in the compound, but I oh,
1: don't know. Yeah. So I want to uh, go into the next topic. I wanted to talk a two, uh, about the two top quarterbacks in the, the draft to, um, and Joe Burrow.
0: Yeah. So I like, I like them both. And I'm looking at the, uh, the current, you know, ratings, they actually have Justin, uh, Herbert going to Miami Tua, Tua has, uh, has, kind of been bumped and, um, but I think it's all on need. Are you looking at – you need a pro style or do you need this guy who's kind of a dual threat? But I'm, I'm going to start with Joe Burrow, man. I, I like Joe Burrow. Um, I like him. I think he's 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 a cool, calm, collected quarterback. Like I, I haven't seen him get flustered too much. But then again, they've been outscoring the hell out of everybody all season, so there's really not much for him to get flustered about unless he throws like the errant pick or makes a bad decision. But I think he's going to be a really good pro. Um, I think he's going to have an uphill battle, though, coming into Cincinnati where no quarterback has worked. Um, you know, you've kind of been a band-aid. Carson Carson Palmer looked good for a little while. Andy Dalton looked good for a little while. But eventually, I think that organization is such a disaster, it's only a matter of time until he's gone. So I think Joe Burrow will be good. If they can, you know, keep the pieces around him. They got Joe Mixon. they got um, They still got A.J. Green up there. They got Tyler Boyd. You know, they got some other guys who stepped up last year in A.J. Green's absence, and, um, you know, the offense is, is solid. Um, I think they're tight end. I forgot who the tight end was. But, um, you know, I think they're set. On the defensive side of the ball, they got some work, do as well as the offensive. Their offensive line needs some work, too. But it's going to be tough. Um, he's going to earn that check. i tell you right now, whatever they pay him, he's going to earn every cent of that money because he, he's going to be picking turf out of his damn face mask, at least for, at least for the first year until they really figure
1: it out. The re- the biggest problem with that franchise is because they're so damn cheap. They are cheap. Like, yeah. they're, I just, like they're like <laughs> just, that's the reason why they don't like to pay nobody. No,
0: they don't, man. And, and you know, did they pay AJ Green? I think they paid him.
1: Man, paid him. like, but I don't know. Like, I have to look that up because I've, they've been well-documented as being cheap.
0: Notoriously cheap. And, you know, with that and then um, – you know, moving to Tua, wherever Tua lands, I, I'm worried about his durability, right? So that okay. shot they took, man, where they basically broke that dude, uh, busted face. I think he had shoulder injury, ankle injury, uh broken leg, uh, broken hip. Like, his hip was all jacked up. I mean, they destroyed that dude. That That is your, your car accident scenario right there, where, you know, how broke up he was. So it's a matter of him coming back, being healthy. I'd like to see him in Miami just to get that franchise, like that shot in the arm, man, for those people to get excited about. Because the defense looks good in Miami, right? The defense looks solid. They can, of course, build, but I like the coach they got down there, Brian Flores, who's a who's a Belichick disciple, and he's he's, he's down there. They ran off a couple games last year that they probably shouldn't have won, but it's it's there's hope in Miami versus what I'm seeing in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is still a ways away, but um, but I think. Miami is a better situation for for Tua, um, and maybe Herbert too. Depends on what style of play they're looking at doing down there.
1: Okay, so injury is what's impacting Tua, because if you think about it, what you what you gave me, because you didn't really give me any stats or give me give me um, you know reason why you would pick um, Joe Burrow. Um, I, I want I want to think to say that injuries is the reason why teams are probably going to look past Tua because he should be drafted higher because if you look at – let's not even talk about injuries. Look at his career. He only lost two um, games in his whole collegiate career, and those two games that he lost was to eventual national champions.
0: That's true. That's true, but I think it is – I think it's it's also need. Um, You're drafting for need, and then – or, you know, and then it's injury. I, I think injury plays a big part in it where he would have been the number one pick coming out had he not got destroyed in that game. It wouldn't um, have been close. No, it wouldn't. And, and we would have been looking at, you know, Joe Burrow going to Miami
1: or one of these other spots. But, I mean. But Joe and, had a great – he had a great run. It, and I think yeah, it, it, it was a great it, run.
0: Yeah, and the team was well coached. They were exciting to watch. Alabama just looked off, you know when Tua was out and you know that that speaks to his greatness and what he brings to the team but you're 100% right the losses he had were to the eventual national champions so
1: yeah I mean um, you had hats off to him I mean he had a great uh, college run and I, if if you don't think about the injuries well I guess you have to you know cuz you yeah, you, you don't to. you don't draft a quarterback thinking that you know they're going to be good for that that year or two years or whatever you are looking at 10 15 years from now um when you when you're drafting a quarterback because if you think about the quarterback and that's, that's your, 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 um, your face of your franchise. That's who you, uh, you look at as far as like when you have like interviews or whatever, this is person that's talking on behalf of, you know, this and talking this and that. That's why they have so much critical, um, things in their contracts. Like, I think one year I saw that Patrick Mahomes had played a pickup basketball game, just a regular ass pickup basketball game. And ownership found out about it and they said, no more, no more of that, no more, um, no games. Pick up yeah, games.
0: Valuable. You're too valuable because that, that pickup basketball game that's for free could potentially ruin your career. Take a look at Jay Williams that came out of Duke.
1: Oh, man, of- yeah.
0: Exactly. That is a perfect example. Don't ride motorcycles. He get on a motorcycle, breaks his leg, career over. That not was, not, not murder, over. That and, was and, dumb. Yeah, and it was dumb, man. But you give all that money to a 21, 22-year-old athlete, what do you think they're gonna do, man? They're gonna live and go out there and, and 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 cut up and have a good time and be young, man. And you have to put those clauses in there, you know, for the sake of your franchise because you're trying to run a business, not trying to, you know, you know, cater to this kid. You're running a business, so I, I get it, man. And and back to back to our point, Joe Burrow, man, he he's not a one of those players that that that'll that's quick to take off and run. You're not gonna look at him as like a Lamar Jackson or he's more he's not even a Russell Wilson. He's a guy that'll sit back in the pocket and pick you apart when he has the time and the tools. Tua, he'll do the same, but he'll take off. He'll take off when you quick and he can run. But that's the type of thing that could potentially get you hurt if you've already had pre existing injuries or whatever. Or he could come back stronger. I don't think he's completely healed and ready, but I think, you know, he's gonna show you what he what he can do.
1: So but the league is moving away from those uh prototypical quarterbacks that's just drop back and pass. Like there's no more Tom Brady's no more um Peyton Mannings or anything like that. Drew um not Drew Brees, but um like you know, like the prototypical drop back six five um drop back passers that pick you apart. They're they're oh. more so moving towards these dual threat quarterbacks that can move the ball with their legs as well as the arm.
0: Well, you you look and, and that's a, you know a testament to to what Seattle did by taking a chance on Russell Wilson, right? Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson to me is the perfect, perfect blend of both because he will stay in the pocket and he'll sit there and stay in the pocket and he's smart enough to know when to throw the ball away. But he can still beat you with those legs. If if stuff breaks down, Russ is out of there. And that's why, you know, he's got the name Danger Russ, right? So I like him as a quarterback for this new, he, he could potentially be the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning of this new crop of dual threat quarterbacks. That's how I look at him
1: how successful would he be? Because like I said, they're, they're, the league is, is evolving constantly and that that style is 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 very primitive.
0: Ooh, uh Joe Burrow? Yeah. I think he can be successful, man. you got to build that line. You've got to build the line and, and uh, yeah, I don't know because Jared Goff is one of those same type of players, right? Those set the pocket and throw. Jared Goff ain't going to wire you with the wheels and take off running for you.
1: And look what um, happened to him. Yeah. He yeah. got his money and now he's garbage.
0: Well, I wouldn't say he's garbage, man. It's just, I think the, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Um, your running game wasn't consistent. Todd Gurley was hurt. And then uh, whoever the backup was he, was, he was basically filling Todd Gurley's role.
1: Um I remember I think, C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson, that one year they had that run. Man, he ran yeah. over Dallas in that playoff game, man. He had like a, a 225, I think.
0: Exactly. And it's just, you know, it... it Carson Wentz, I don't think Carson Wentz is gonna last in Philly because he, he just takes too many shots, man. Yeah. And you you barely touch that dude now. You sneeze on him, he's broke. And I see two are going the same way. Unless he gets a line that's built to protect him, it's gonna go the same way. He, he's he's not built for that, man. And and now he's going and he's been injured. This last one was an injury that came before. Didn't he have like a, a, a torn up ankle or his ankle was busted yeah, up? Like yeah, he
1: because he had he he had well, he was just coming back from that. Yeah, so And then I mean, that happened, you know, put him out, you know, for good. He had like to shut it down.
0: Before, like I said before, man, you got these 250, you know, giants with world-class speed for a short distance just honing in on you, man. They go, yeah, yeah, he going to earn his money too, man. But
1: I, I, I yeah, I, I get you, man. I, I see, I mean, I, I see the logic. I see the logic. Joe Burrow is a safe pick. But you know, but in the back of my mind, man, like what could Tua do for my franchise? He he got it all. He does. If, and t- if healthy. it's
0: healthy, it's you're right. If healthy, and it's just a matter of taking a look at. It. We'll we'll find out that all these questions will be answered. Opening week, if they're starting, and see those first couple hits they take.
1: Oh my god, That's- I can't wait! I can't wait, man. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, because this this draft right here, I'm more excited about this draft than you know any one of them right now because of what's going on in the world, you know, sports and everything. I can't wait to see what these guys are, you know, could potentially do for these franchises.
0: Yeah, and it and it's one of the last sports where we got to see a full season, you know. Right, you, right, you, you yeah. See, all right, hey, we got all the film, we got all the the stats, everything on all of these players, their season is done. And then where you can't say the same for basketball, because with March Madness, who knows who would have, who would have broke out, you know, and, and, and things would have changed. It would have shuffled the deck so much and March Madness going into NBA draft baseball. Um, I mean, yeah, we saw that, but you, you really need spring training, you know, to see how these guys are really coming into the season, who's standing out and, you know, the baseball season so long, you know, you could start slow and then pick it up. So, Right. With, with with football, we already know what the finished product is going to be. It's just a matter: of, are they ready to take those hits? Are they going to have that NFL speed? Are they going to pick up the NFL speed, like you know, and succeed like they did in college? So,
1: yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. So we're going to segue into the next topic. This is going to be the the final topic. Um, there was a story that came out um, after the Chicago um, documentary about the last dance that we watched and Draymond Green had his take on it and kind of um, um, compared their team to that Chicago Bulls dynasty and what it could have been. I think the uh, interview aired on uninterrupted and he was basically um, talking about the elephant in the room and, you know, basically, um, you know, saying, you know, talking about KD and his departure and things like that. And also it came out that he said that he felt like, KD should have been more vocal about him wanting to leave. Here's the Draymond Green interview.
2: Steve approach was like, hey guys, let's enjoy this year because we don't know what next year brings. You got Kevin contract, you got Clay contract, and I kind of got thrown in that in that contract thing, although I had another year after that year, which was this mm-hmm. year. Um and so that was kind of the elephant in the room, and although Steve would kind of hit on it of like, let's just enjoy this year for what it is because we don't know what he next year holds. It didn't carry necessarily carry the same weight because what should have happened was Kevin come out and say, Hey man, like, That's it. like this is it. Like so let's let's do this or yep. this isn't it. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just leave the elephant in a room yep. and and because what happened was the question came to us every day. Like the, the every time we spoke to the media, Clay and myself was asked about our contract every and it was strictly due to Kevin, you know, because while that was going on, Clay was saying, I want to be a warrior forever. Like I want to be here. We started this thing. This is where I want to be. I'm saying, yo, I want to be here for my career. We started this. We built this. I want to. Finish my career here with the guys I started it with. And then you kind of had Kevin like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Like, and it don't matter, but it does matter because you're not the only person that has to answer that question. And to be quite frank with you, you're honestly the last person that has to answer the question because you don't really say, like, you don't say much to the media. If anything, you tell them to shut up. Well, I don't tell them to shut up. I kind of ha- have a conversation. And so, I'm stuck answering that question all the time. And due to that, there was always an elephant in the room amongst us.
1: Now back to the show. But my, from for me and my take, you call me out my name, especially that particular word, what he called him or whatever as a man, I don't owe you nothing.
0: Yeah, that's true. And so, oh, I'm sorry,
1: go ahead. I, I didn't no, no, that. no, that was all I had to say about that. Like, you know, I just wanted to hear what you had to say um, about it. And, you know, you do know what, he's, what he called him, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. On, on uh, national television, might I on national On national television. So how do, how do you feel about how KD handled his free agency? And how, how do you feel about uh, Draymond's comments after all this time?
0: So I, I'm going to start with, with Draymond. I like the fact that Draymond addressed it now. And I think maybe the documentary kind of pushed it, but address it now instead of waiting years and years later. Like, Oh man, I like how he did it address it now. So my thing with KD is why are you surprised? You know, he did it to Oklahoma city. Why would you be surprised that he's going to turn around and do it to you? So, you know, just because you're the warriors. All right, man, well y'all lost. So he's out, you know, when, KD doesn't take to losing, right? So, right. I mean, he did it to Russ. He went to the team that beat them. So, why do you think, do you think he owes you any type of loyalty? He brought you, what, another
1: two championships? Two championships.
0: Another two championships in the three.
1: Possibly could have been a third if he didn't get hurt and Clay didn't go down.
0: It could have been. So, so Draymond, like, he's, he's basically, man, just the, the talking horse, man. Like, this dude just talks, talks, talks. And... You know, I I get it. You don't wanna you know your team ain't gonna be worth nothing this year anyway, or this past season. You know they weren't gonna be worth anything, but damn man, at
1: least at least show up to play. He averaged in a triple single and and what I mean by that, (laughs) at eight, eight, and eight.
0: Yes, yes. And but you know what, that's always been Draymond's game. And and I and I go back and forth with my homeboy, you know, he talks about that, but I said, But look, what Draymond brings to the game, because he is a defensive player of the year, let's not forget. Yeah. He he probably will go into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, as an undersized, you know, center uh, tweener, center, foul forward. You think but he's a Hall of Famer? I think he'll be a Hall of Famer because what he brought to the team—it wasn't a matter of like shooting or scoring. It was like you said, the intangibles, right? It was mm-hmm. other things that Steph didn't bring. He brought that toughness. He was the voice. He was coaching man, getting cats in the position defensively on the on the court. He was the defensive voice on that team. So, and I mean, hey. It goes both ways. You can throw up all the points in the world, but if you can't stop somebody, what the hell's a point? So, I think that's where Draymond comes in, and I think Iguodala will get in also, based off of the Warriors. But anyway, back to back to the original point.
1: Man, but I feel like, for, for me, I feel like he helped KD out the door. He down there pushed him out the door.
0: Well, K, KD's soft, man. KD's soft, and...
1: I, I'm and, a KD fan, too. I, I just want to let you know that. I do like KD. I,
0: you know, I liked him, too, but just the way he kind of disappeared, man, like, like you were close. So why not give it one more run? You know, I, I understand the contract situation and everything. It, it, he was up, he was, he was going to be a free agent. I get it. But I, I just think the the snake nickname is, is, is appropriate, man. I, he He's a snake. And I, and I had a, a, a KD thunder Jersey. And it's like, man, when he pulled that, I was so sick. I'm like, it was basically watching, um, Stefan Marbury and Kevin, Kevin Garnett all over again just for a new generation. Mm. It was the same thing man and you know versus, versus the point guard leaving the point guard stayed so um, yeah man I, I just I, I just didn't like the way he did it to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City but by that point I was done with him so I'm like good you know leave Golden State. I want to see some, somebody else get in the picture and do something different so Draymond is just emotional. I don't think he likes losing again Losing is hard on anybody, and then you know, especially for for KD,
1: basically to take his ball and go to go to uh, Brooklyn just off and, of, off the cuff. They didn't even know he was coming. Oh, Brooklyn! Brooklyn didn't know he was coming.
0: Really? Because I, yeah, I, I speculated. <clears throat> excuse me, I speculated that he was going to go to the Knicks. I
1: thought everybody he, did. Everybody had him going to the Knicks. Yeah. If anybody thought saw Brooklyn coming, they're lying.
0: I got a picture that I took back when uh, it was still kind of back and forth. I was still up in Jersey, and we went up to uh, New York, and there was a big mural in, uh, in downtown Manhattan that had KD on there, and they were vying for him to come to New York. I was like, oh, man, they got it up already. And it was, it was a foregone conclusion that him and Kyrie were going go to or go to New York.
1: Uh, they, to the, dra- they was going to draft Zion. They had all kinds of different yeah, aspirations and, or and, whatever.
0: And I think what happened was when that draft happened and they didn't get Zion,
1: it was everything. That was yeah, everything. It was like, yeah, it ruined everything. So I mean, that owner, yeah, man, that we play for that owner, man. Like that owner is horrible. JD James Dolan is a dumbass, and he's
0: more concerned about being like this fake fake rock star than than taking care of the Knicks. And then when he gets called out on it, man, he wants to like kick cats out of the out of the garden. And it's just you you can't run business like that, man. Like even you threw Spike Lee out. Spike Lee is your
1: biggest supporter. Rain or shine, he's been a Knicks supporter. That's they he, said. That he Over the years, he done spent like $10 million on the freaking Knicks yeah. or something like that, like millions of dollars on the Knicks.
0: And he's from Brooklyn. And he's from Brooklyn. And it's just like, it's real easy for Spike to go to the, to the Nets. I don't think he'll do it,
1: but. No, he, he's too you know, loyal to the,
0: to the Knicks, is, man. And, and I, think, I think Draymond needs to get out of his feelings, man, and, because as soon as they get this first through third pick, whatever it may fall, they're going to be right back in the picture with a healthy Steph, a healthy Clay, and, and Draymond.
1: Uh, but, I, I don't want to say they're going to be right back in the mix.
0: <laughs> sure, man. With Andrew Wiggins, with Andrew Wiggins, Steph, Clay, Draymond, this draft pick, and they're going to have money. They're going to go get somebody else. They're going to be right back there, man. I'm telling Andrew you. Andrew
1: Wiggins, to- you, you're talking about Andrew Wiggins and KD. He's not going to be what KD was today. No, no,
0: no. You're right. You're right. He's not. But they will go get somebody else who will nope. Not too many people. There's only one KD, right? Right. The only oh, there's only one. But you can still go get somebody who can still get you buckets and and still be serviceable. Like I tell you, who be a perfect fit there? You could if you could somehow find a way to bring Brandon Ingram down there. You right back in it. You right back in it.
1: When you when you we put when we talk about Golden State and you using these words right back in, we're talking about championships.
0: Championship, we're not championship window.
1: Oh, okay. Because I'm I, I do not know because they're not gonna have what they had before ever again.
0: And you're older, you're older, and you got two players who haven't played in a while, and and you got to get that game rhythm, you got to get game shape. You know, Steph was just coming back. I think he played like one or two games before the season kind of folded, and you're still looking at Clay to come back. Is he gonna be the same? You know, you got to get in basketball shape, man. And I think they'll be fine, but they're going to be all in their 30s. And they're going to be looking to make a move. And I think I think Draymond is probably going to be the one out. I think they're going to move him. And uh, I've been talking to my homeboy. He's going to be probably winding up back in Detroit. He's going to wind up in Detroit. He's going to go home and play for the Pistons. And, um, yeah, and, and I wish the Pistons had held on to um, Drummond. A, Drummond. And they could have moved him to Golden State. Trade him.
1: Drummond's soft.
0: Drummond, oh, man. I don't think is soft. I just think that the market he played in didn't really necessitate viewing. <laughs> like, you're not Andre, tuning in. Andre Drummond
1: is, is soft, man. Like, seriously. Like, you can talk to him a certain kind of way or do something, and it takes him completely out of his game. Completely you know out.
0: What? I would agree with that probably about three years ago. I would agree with that. I just think it's a little. he's a little bit different. That year they made the playoffs, was it two years ago when Blake was – yeah, when Blake first got there.
1: His he doesn't have any mental toughness, man. His mental toughness is not there.
0: You need to be challenged, and you've never been associated with a winner, so how would you know what it feels to be a winner if you've never been associated with – like LeBron. LeBron had never won anything. He got close, but it took for him to get down to Miami to learn how to win,
1: and he well, said that. Everybody's watching this last dance. I mean, you can be – watch that if you need to, uh, some exposure to winning. <laughs> But you know what? Mike couldn't do it. Mike couldn't do it without
0: Scotty. Nah, you know yeah. He,
1: if you think about any of the playoff series that Mike played without Scottie Pippen, he was getting swept.
0: Yeah, and, and so it, he he's essential. And and I think you need to taste losing long enough to eventually know to go to a winner and learn how to win. And then it's, you you don't look back from there. So it, it happened with KD. It happened with uh, LeBron. Um, you know, Kobe had to reinvent his whole approach. Once Shaq left and, and right. the cupboard was there, and they had to rebuild, and you had to suck again to appreciate winning and know how to get back to that level. So I mean, all the greats go through it, man. All the greats do, and and you know, with with Drummond, you know, I don't know how we got on Drummond, but but with Andre Drummond, he, it's, it's going to have to happen for him.
1: But when you I talked about uh, uh, Draymond going to Detroit, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that, that's yeah, been and my, then for, for at least two seasons now, I think because eventually. He's gonna be the weak link in that on that team. You know, yeah, you can bark all these defensive uh, defensive assignments and stuff, but if you aren't physically able to do that, they're gonna look to get younger, man. And Golden State likes to pride themselves on thinking two steps ahead of the competition. And there's probably some talks already of moving that dude. I wouldn't be surprised. And man, plus, he's
1: yeah, out. I would de- definitely after what he pulled with KD. Like, if it was a if it if it had been like a choice between him or KD, I would have definitely let Draymond walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most most like,
0: people would have like, done that. Cause people. you
1: think about KD, like you're not gonna have a lot of players out there like KD. He's seven foot and he can get that shot off anywhere. Yes. You want him to take you to the baseline, he can take you there. You want him to drive to the basket, he can do that. You want him to hit the three, he gonna he gonna do that. Like I mean that once he shoots the ball and that ball is, is at its arc or whatever, it's going, it's traveling ten feet in the air. He's seven foot tall and three more feet in the air. That's you're at ten feet. Who's blocking yeah. that? Exactly. Who's gonna close out on that maybe, shot? Maybe uh, Anthony Anthony Davis. Maybe, but that's, that's maybe that's a stretch. Thing. Because that's I've seen lesser players get shots off against Anthony Davis. Yeah. I like Anthony Davis. I don't want to, you know, you know, because he's he he got that purple and gold on. Uh, of
0: course, uh, of course you do. <laughs> so I like
1: Anthony Davis. I don't. I mean, it's kind of concerning. He done sold his crib, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think he's leaving. Um man,
1: he done sold his crib. I was like, oh man, what's going on?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, getting off topic, wouldn't it be wild if this dude went to Miami? Oh. I look at states, I look at the states, man, that don't have like state tax. And and Florida's one of them. Texas is one of them. Uh Arizona, I think, is one of them. Washington State is one of them. Um you know, I'm looking at those states, man. And Miami is an attractive spot. And Pat Riley said, "He goes, we got enough to get one more." So you already got you already got Jimmy down there. You you got Iggy, um, Iggy. Iggy down there. And then who else?
1: What's that hero? Uh, Tyler hero hero hero.
0: And then you go down there. You throw Anthony Davis down there, dude. The East is wide open.
1: They could go down there and pull something. Yeah. Keep your hands off Anthony Davis, man. We, well, we he, he, he's, there, he's at the hoots with LeBron, so he's not leaving, man. He, he, he probably sold his place to move in with LeBron. Who knows? <laughs> they can have all the taco twos that they want. <laughs> all yeah. right, man. So I want to segue into uh, my last and final thing. So you're an ambassador for Poddex. Right. And so I recently uh, placed my order, used your code and everything, and ordered my first batch of Poddex here. So I have five questions that I randomly pick. I don't know what these questions are. I randomly pick these questions out of the pod deck stack. And so the last segment of the show, I want to kind of go over these questions, kind of have like a back and forth Q and A. So some of the listeners can be able to, you know, know a little bit more about you, um, you know, in reference to these pod decks. So um, the first question that I have here on the first card, if you can instantly become one what would you want to be an like an expert in? So, if you can instantly become one, what would you want to be an expert in? That's what uh, it is. So, I, I kind of stumbled over that.
0: Become an expert in something. Hmm. I would say. Uh, I would say maybe like public health because that's kind of really fucking up everybody right now uh, with right. this virus. Maybe. Um, be somewhat of a voice of reason or whatever, or be the voice that Trump will actually listen to uh, because the guy they got in right now, Dr. Fau- fauci, he's a pro and this dude has been on the job I think since the 80s, yeah. 70s 70s, 80s. and obviously that's not enough for for his, for his uh, voice to be heard by the president. So whatever whatever I could do to, to get these folks to listen and take this seriously and, and stop pointing fingers and just get something done, that's that. That's the 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 line I would probably uh, you know follow.
1: And just like just a little little small comment about it. I think what they're doing right now, they're trying to open up the economy way too fast.
0: Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too. And and now you're starting to see. I think it was a a city in Kentucky. They relaxed the 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 uh, quarantine. You know, rules too too soon, and now the numbers are spiking again. Well, yeah, no shit. Like, what do you think is gonna happen yeah. if you don't have, if you don't have a way to stop it or or you know a cure control way. it,
1: contain it, exactly. something?
0: Exactly. Well, we we're somewhat controlling it with the social distancing quarantine, but if you don't have a, another way outside of that, when you eliminate that and you're right back to interacting, you know, hey, what's up, hanging out again? What do you think is gonna happen? So, it, it's that and um yeah, man. If 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 I could figure out a way to you know be an expert in in, uh I, I can't even think of the term virus control or whatever, pub, whatever public health is. My wife is public health. So whatever okay. she's doing, if I could be on the front lines of that and be an expert in that, that's the, that's the route out.
1: That's interesting. I didn't um, think that was going to come out of your mouth about it, being an expert in that, but that's <laughs> an actually smart assessment. I, I like that one. <laughs> Next one. If you could ask one person, one question and they had to answer truthfully, who and what would you ask them?
0: I would, I would get whatever feed I could get into the American public where everybody would be forced to watch it. I would look and in the, straight, like the cam, camera and be like, are you paying attention now? Are you paying attention now? Because taking your eye off the ball and just wanting to you know get back for whatever reason is the reason why we're in the state that we are in the world, in this country right now. So pay attention to your politics. Pay attention to who these people really are before you cast that vote. That's what I would do.
1: Okay. That's a good one as well. I got three more. All right. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach?
0: Uh, I would teach it on servant leadership. Um, Coming from the the military, uh, sergeant is is basically Latin for servant. So um, I, I retired as a master sergeant. Um, that was the thing I enjoyed the most was uh, serving leadership, teaching people to be better. By no means am I perfect, um, but I do have my graduates in organizational management, organizational leadership. But um, that—that's—that's the—the lane I love doing was was growing and and, uh, and finding that talent in people and helping them get to that level and grooming them to to eventually take my place because at the end of the day that's what's about military. You train your your people under you to eventually take your place and keep the the air force role in rocking so yeah serving leadership
1: so you uh would you, would you consider yourself as being a natural born leader
0: um you know i i think everybody has the potential but i also think that you need to be put in those situations to where that talent is actually nurtured and developed um for me um you know i led convoy operations in Iraq so that was one of those things where you know, either you got it or you don't. And if you don't, they will not put you on the road with people's lives in your hands and what you call them, the shots. So um, I think you have to be put in those situations. Uh, be, be willing to get out of your comfort comfort zone because how can you tell somebody else to grow if you're not willing to grow yourself? Um, so, yeah, I I, I I don't consider myself a natural-born leader, but I do think that I took advantage of the opportunities to, to grow my leadership capabilities.
1: Okay. If you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be?
0: Health. Health is wealth, man. And um, I think as as I get older, and you know, I, I I'm 40, and you know, hey, knock on wood,
1: I'm I, I, I'm in pretty solid shape. Man, you look good for 40. I, I want to add that.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, man. It's a lot of a uh, lot of rum and lotion. That that that's the secret, <laughs> <Rum> and But <lotion. laughs> so. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, you find like you know as you're seeing people being taken out from this uh, COVID-19 with these underlying conditions like high blood pressure, um, you know, asthma, you know, heart heart disease and stuff like that, and that's prevalent in the in the African American community, man. Like we we have it, you know, it's one of those things, diabetes stuff like that, yeah. and it's uh, you know I, I just wish to be healthy so you know I can. Continue to live this good life and do these things and get on these interviews and just have a good time, man. And it's just health is wealth. I, I, I see it more so now than before when I could run fast, lift heavy, and, and you know jump out of the gym. It's like now th- things are a little different, man. I got to warm up before I pull some stunts like that. So
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm at, I'm 33 and I can definitely feel some of those uh, things. You know, I'm younger than you, and I know that sometimes when I go out and play basketball, I run or something like that. That next morning, I feel like a train wreck. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so back to our point where we talk about these football players. You imagine, man, playing a game on Sunday, and you're practicing all week, and then you got to go and gear up to do it again the next week?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a lot of wear
1: and tear, man, a lot of wear and tear. So, Curtis, final question, last one. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds?
0: Oh, man, I just said I'd look him in the eye, right? So I would say – have empathy. Um, take a second to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Not be so quick to, you know, go for the gusto and, and and go for the big win. Exercise patience, empathy, and compassion, and and just be willing to help your your fellow man. And um, you know, if we could do that, put put your ego aside. If we, you're willing to help the next person, everything else in life will take care of itself. So
1: and I really appreciate you coming on to the show today man and you know you know jumping on I know it was last minute we didn't have really a whole lot of time to prepare um you was helping your young daughter and you um basically got on and um did the show with me so I really appreciate you know you taking the time
0: yeah man anytime and it's fun man like like we we talk a lot and, and I'm putting you in the in the the category like I I, I talked to a couple homeboys. I got a buddy in South Korea and then I got a homeboy in North Carolina, man. We talk quite a bit. So we, we we starting to get to that stage now, man, where we just bouncing ideas and talking quite a bit. So it's good, man. Anytime I can get on and, and and talk crazy on the show, man, I'm I'm down. So
1: Yeah, I really love the fact that I, you know, joined that group because I met a lot of great people in that group. And I'm not really um, a lot of people, you know, that don't know me, I'm not really a, a, a social person. Um, I I live in a bubble, man. You know, it's just me and my wife, a dog. I have uh, children, but they live outside of the home. Um, But for me, this is a total change of pace for me. If anybody that knows me, I'm not really that social, but it's really, you know, breaking me out of that comfort zone. I I read a quote uh, and I want to share nothing ever comes good out of a comfort zone. And that right there resonated with me. I always want to do a sports podcast because I'm, I work in a gym and a lot of our topics and debates, um, come in the gym with, you know, I'm talking to different fans of different sports and things like that. And I said, you know what, man, I think I could possibly do a, a podcast, but I never had the time, but now I have all the time in the world. Put it together. <laughs> and
0: you know, it's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing that podcasts are becoming essential. And that was one of the first things I told my wife. When these uh, quarantines and stuff started happening, and I'm like, these things are going to start becoming people's entertainment because, right. you know, everybody has a different experience. Everybody has a story to tell, right? So this is going to be a new a new platform for entertainment for a lot of people. You see, um, you know, uh, the boardroom is now big. Kevin Durant's doing these interviews with Jay Williams and all these other stars, yeah. and everybody now is picking up that mic, man. This is how we stay connected and get these stories out. And, and, and share, man. Share these uh, these ideas and content. So it's, it's good, man. It's, it's we're at the forefront of it, man. And, and you know, just keep pushing. I, I, I love the show, man. And I gave you the shout out on on my episode the other day. Yeah, man. man I, just,
1: I definitely appreciate that, man. Like that's love, man.
0: Anything to anything to to make us better, man. And, and you know, my homeboy Nolan, he's on the Biologics Podcast. Me and him push each other, man. And, and any chance we get to, to shout each other out or, or, or you know. Do that you know and i'll do the same for you man so it's it's a it's a a, a community it really is a
1: community so yeah man it's a really strong community a lot of people you know everybody that's in it are really close man it's really tight-knit i mean i'm really um glad that i got in when i did yeah so man like i, I don't want to end the show on that note uh can you tell the people how they can get in contact with you man how they can you know follow your your page and your your podcast and things like that
0: anytime anytime i can i can sell the show man i'm gonna do it so all right. The culture marauders, man, you know, marauding on all culture and delivering the goods to the masses. That's what we do. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram. Follow us and, and uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at the underscore culture underscore marauders. Uh, find us on Twitter. I'm not too active on Twitter because I don't get a lot of replies, but I'm there anyway. So check it out. It's uh, the culture Mara one uh, the, with the uh, numeral one. And then at Facebook at, at the Culture Marauders. So check us out. You got anything you want to maraud on? Anything you want to you know drop our way for us to talk about? Hit us up at uh, the culture marauders at gmail.com and then go ahead and get them pod decks. You know, follow follow my man Corey over here. Go ahead and get them pod decks and then uh, with that special code Marauder one. That's capital all caps M-A-R-A-U-D-E-R with the with the number one behind it, all one word. Go ahead and throw it in the uh, in the cart. And uh, go ahead and lock it in, get that 10% off, get them decks, and start creating.
1: So There it is, man. That's our show for the day. Again, Curtis, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. And we out. All right, peace. Peace. If you love the Out of Bounds Sports Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.